What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, October 25th. Basketball is back. How exciting is that? Tonight, we've got Miami Heat basketball. Can you feel the heat down in your soul? I feel the heat down in my soul. The Detroit Pistons are in town. Detroit basketball! Game number one of 82 for the Miami Heat. Same for Detroit, but we don't care about them. So one of 82, and then after the 82nd game, hopefully not a play-in game, but I think we'll be seeing more than 82 games this season for the Miami Heat. And this is also the first year of the tournament during the middle of the season, the mid-season tournament. Mid-season tournament means tournament in the middle of the season. Does it have another cool name or something? So basketball season is here. We saw some games last night. Maybe you didn't see them last night. I saw some of them. I didn't watch both games in their entirety. I was watching the baseball game. That's why I love October. We got everything happening. We got hockey. Panthers won last night over the Sharks. We got basketball. We got football, college, and pro. And we got the baseball postseason. We don't have the Marlins, although we had them just a few weeks ago. We don't have many more, but we did have them in October. We don't have the Phillies anymore either. Can't believe that. See, now I'm glad. I think maybe I'm just saying this is an excuse, but... Marlon's man invited me to that game last night. He was in the seventh row behind home plate. That was the best ticket available. So he grabbed two of them and said, Andy, you're invited. You coming? And I said, ah, you know, I should go, but I got I to gotta hop on a plane from here in Medellin, where I'm doing the show from right now, and then go to Miami and then go to Philadelphia it would have been cool if the Phillies won and it would have been chaotic in the streets in a good way. Instead, it was probably chaotic in the streets in a bad way. I haven't spoken to Marlins man yet today, so I'm assuming he survived. I don't know if he has any injuries. I'm, I'm really, I chuckle, but I'm only like 20% joking. I'm not fully joking. You just never know with... Philadelphia fans. So the Phillies are out. The Diamondbacks and Rangers, they'll be playing in the World Series just like we all predicted in April, didn't we? So what have we done so far this week? What have I done? At least here on the program. If I tell you what I've done the entire week, it would take way too much time. Although a lot of you would probably enjoy that more than anything else I'm going to bring up. But what I have done on the show this week, Monday was a pretty hardcore football show, as it should have been. Reacting to the Dolphins' loss in Philadelphia. We did have one Miami football W over the weekend. That was the Canes over Clemson. Yesterday, I came on here and I did a baseball show because you know what? I just felt like doing that. It felt like the right thing to do. And when it comes to the content here on this program, 
Nobody's writing me an email or telling me, oh, you got to talk about this. That's not the way it works. And we had game seven of the NLCS last night. Even though it didn't involve the Miami Marlins, it got me thinking the day before what's going to happen with their manager, Skip Schumacher. And what's sort of funny, and I like Skip, so it's not really funny because I don't want him to leave the Marlins, but what's sort of funny is I talk about it on the show yesterday how I do think it's possible Skip Schumacher could leave the Marlins soon because he's only got one more year on his deal. He signed a two-year contract and didn't move to South Florida. But after I discussed that, and I'm not trying to say somebody heard it and did this because of that, I was reading a piece last night in the San Diego Tribune. It's not like I open up the San Diego Tribune every day or go to SanDiegoTribune.com. I was alerted to this piece, so I read it. The Padres were talking about, or the writer was talking about, the Padres' managerial search. And the writer said that the Padres could contact the Marlins and seek permission to speak to Skip Schumacher. So it's like, it's real. I I wasn't bringing that up out of nowhere yesterday. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't dedicate 10 or 15 minutes to something that I didn't think had any legs whatsoever. Skip Schumacher is going to be a hot commodity. I don't know if he'll necessarily leave the Marlins or they'll let him leave right away. But if he is wanted by Houston and wants to go to Houston, that's a possibility. Maybe he just wants to wait for the St. Louis job to open. I discussed it all yesterday. If you want to hear more about it, just go back to yesterday's show because I'm not going to get into it again. Just go back and listen to everything that I said. Today, what I really want to get into, I want to slant this show more towards the Miami Heat. They've got their opener tonight. It's at home. So I would like to start the hour strong when it comes to the Miami Heat. Monday was football. Yesterday, baseball. Today, basketball. Not the whole show. I got other things to get to. Tomorrow, I'm not here. I mean, I'm here, but I'm not here. I won't be on the airwaves tomorrow. So you get me today, and then I'll be back with you guys on Friday. That's just a little heads up so you're not screaming at me tomorrow. Where are you? Where are you? I won't be here tomorrow, but I'll be back with you on Friday. The good thing about October, which is coming to an end, which is not so good, but the good thing about the month that we're in right now and still have a week left of it, is that there's so many different topics that I can discuss. Whether it was football, baseball, basketball, hockey, it's just that time of the year where everything is on the table. And thankfully, you are tuned in to a show that is versatile enough to discuss anything. Except soccer. I I just... I could bring up Messi and Inter Miami, but what I'm like, I'm not breaking down a match or something like that. That's not going to happen here. I can break down the stadium that they're trying to get next to Miami International Airport. Never, 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 never.
I drove by there again like a week ago, headed to MIA, and there's just a bunch of grass, grass, and they're digging stuff up, and yeah, that's the start of something. We'll see what that something is. But other than breaking down a soccer match, I'm pretty comfortable talking about anything here on this program. And that's because I feel like all of you are comfortable tuning in and hearing me talk about pretty much anything here on this program. Especially, I was going to say travel and food, but okay, that's the audio that played, so that's what it is. So I do have a lot to get to right now. I do want to go heavy basketball at the beginning, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. The Miami Heat begin their season tonight at home, downtown Miami. But it doesn't feel like the Heat are the defending Eastern Conference champions, does it? It's incredible. Year after year after year during the Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo era, people sleep on the Miami Heat. It happens every season. All of the signs of disrespect that you could possibly give to a team, the Miami Heat get them every season. They're not on national TV a lot. Why? Because the networks apparently think the Heat are boring. They aren't being predicted by many or anyone to make noise. Vegas doesn't see them as a favorite. How many times do the Miami Heat need to get into the playoffs and then suddenly Jimmy Butler enters another dimension with his game and then suddenly... The Heat's combination of playoff Jimmy and great defense and remarkable coaching makes Miami so hard to beat. How many times does that need to happen before people realize it is not by accident? You would be shocked to learn if based on the way the Miami Heat have been treated that they have been to the NBA Finals two out of the last four seasons. Just based on the treatment, how could they have ever been to two NBA Finals in the past four seasons? The Heat have the best coach in the NBA, not named Greg Popovich. And I'm telling you now, the Miami Heat are absolutely one of the teams that will be in the mix at the end of the season. Here's something that drives me crazy, and it may drive you crazy too when people discuss the Miami Heat, they make it sound like the Heat are chasing Boston and Milwaukee in the East. Let's see if the Heat can keep up. When I hear that, I'm like, chasing? The Miami Heat are chasing. Funny, because I remember the Miami Heat steamrolling Giannis and the Bucks. Last season, they steamrolled him. Then I remember the Miami Heat going to Boston for a game seven and snatching the Celtic soul. Those two things happened. So why is it after the Miami Heat did that, 
And I understand they lost to the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. I was there. I was there in Miami, and I was there in Denver. And you saw Denver play last night. If you didn't, well, maybe you saw highlights or you heard about it. They're still dang good. Jokic is the best player in the NBA. He makes it so effortless. But why is it that the Miami Heat are treated like some upstart team? I understand the summer did not go as planned. I was surprised it didn't go as planned. Heat fans are disappointed that Damian Lillard is not with Miami. Dame is an all-time player. Having him go to Milwaukee is not great for the Miami Heat. It gives a rival a great scorer. But let's keep something in mind here. For Milwaukee to get him, they had to give up Drew Holiday, who is a fantastic guard and a tremendous defensive player. Did Milwaukee get better on offense? Absolutely. But they got worse on defense. How will that play out come playoff time? And I know the Celtics made moves. I mentioned Drew Holiday, great player. He's now with Boston, a really good addition by them. But they lost Marcus Smart. Some people will say Smart was a bad fit on Boston. Let's see if that hurts them. Smart was a really good defender as well. How will that chemistry experiment work? Well, we got to see. We got to watch games. And most importantly, how's it going to work come playoff time? Because as we saw with Miami and as we saw with Milwaukee and as we saw with Boston, things are very different come playoff time. When you look at the Miami Heat now and compare them to the finals team that they had last season, look at it this way. Right now, they have a fully healthy Jimmy Butler. And one big job for this team is to keep him fully healthy going into the playoffs and hope that Josh Hart doesn't step on his ankle again. The Miami Heat have a healthy BAM. Max Struess is gone. Tyler Hero is back from his hand surgery. So, yeah, Struess was a huge part of the rotation, but are you going to tell me that Tyler Hero isn't a better bucket getter? Gabe Vincent? He's gone, and that stinks. I loved his game. Gabe was such a useful player during the Heat's NBA Finals run. But Josh Richardson steps in. Maybe not quite the scorer that Gabe was, but he is a better defensive player. I know he's hurt, but they'll have him. The Heat have a major improvement at backup big as well instead of Cody Zeller, and everyone knows how brutal those Cody Zeller playoff minutes were. Thomas Bryant, he is a much better backup big man. So this window with Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler, the window for this Heat team with those guys is right now. Jimmy is still capable of being elite. Now is the time that the Miami Heat need to pay this whole error off. Pay him off with a championship. Let him hold that trophy. And I'm talking about this season. 
to me, this season for the Heat, it's championship or bust. That's it. There's no in-between. They either win the NBA title or it's a bust. Jimmy Butler is so worthy of getting a ring. He has been one of the greatest Heat players of all time. I know when you say Heat player all time, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, but Wade was the Heat. But when you look at Jimmy Butler in terms of accomplishments as a Heat player, he's given us some of the most unbelievable games and moments that this franchise has ever seen. To use a SPO term, Jimmy is absolutely worthy of being a champion. He's given championship effort. He's provided championship leadership. Jimmy has done everything that a champion does other than win it. So this season, this is his chance. And look, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I wouldn't do that because this show is always all about... Of course, if the Miami Heat had Damian Lillard, they would be a much bigger deal. They would be considered a title favorite. They'd be on national TV a lot more. So many more people would be discussing the Miami Heat. And I'd come on here and you'd be tuned in and you'd be talking to your friends thinking, hey, the Heat, yeah, they're winning the title, no doubt. But they don't have Dane. And I still think heading into this season, the Miami Heat, they have enough. Yeah, they're going to need some breaks. They're going to need good health. They're going to need good matchups. But I wouldn't put a limitation on what this Miami Heat team could do. I expect Tyler Hero to reach another dimension this season. He's been the sixth man of the year. He's been to two NBA finals. He's never been an all-star. I think this is his year to do that. The chip on Tyler Hero's shoulder, it's got to be so big these days. Another summer with more slights. Everyone's saying that he's expendable. All he did was put in the work. He put in work, hung out with his family. He's made South Florida home. And everyone's playing with the trade machine online. They want to ship him to Portland, Brooklyn. Tyler just wants to stay with the Heat. I'm telling you, especially coming off that injury, having missed the playoffs, including the NBA Finals, I think Tyler's going to come out like a monster this season. I can't wait to see that dude put up big numbers and make a huge contribution. It's very important to keep this in mind going into tonight's game. Spo has to figure this team out. I would imagine that the Miami Heat will be a work in progress, not only tonight and for the next month, but they'll probably be a work in progress until late into the season. That's not to say that they'll be bad, because I think they'll be good. They're a playoff team. But I'm talking about in terms of Tinkering with rotations and minutes and groupings and roles. Spo is going to play for a lot of the time. He's going to play around with it. And why not? 
he's got time to figure out who this team really is. Last year, the Miami Heat barely survived the play-in game. And they ended up in the NBA Finals. That's all that needs to happen between now and the end of the regular season. Play hard. Build good habits. Get in. And then become the playoff Heat team that everyone knows is there. The team that nobody else wants to play. Just like the Miami Dolphins. Who wants to play them? Probably nobody, especially later on this season. I'll get into some Dolphins talk in just a moment. What you should get into is my next poker tournament. Just under two weeks away, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Tuesday night, November 7th. Put a reminder in your phone right now. $20,000 minimum in the prize pool. Just $250 to buy in, and you'll start with $40,000 in chips. My last tournament, we had more than $30,000 in the prize pool. Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. Tuesday night, November 7th. You could register until 9.30 p.m. No excuse about traffic. You got plenty of time to get to the Hard Rock. It's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with a minimum of $20,000 in the prize pool Tuesday night, November 7th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Live racing going on every week right now at Gulfstream Park. It is the Sunshine Meet happening in our own backyard at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. Go inside, the AC is kicking, you get a nice table, you have a fantastic meal, and watch the races live right in front of you. Now, of course, I wager on the races too, and if you want to bet on them, heck, you don't even have to wager that much. It could be 10 or 20 cents and you could possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Head on out to Gulfstream Park on a live race day, and they got live racing every single week. Visit their site, gulfstreampark.com, for all the info. And if you can't make it out to Gulfstream, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida, completely legal to do, download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the app official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. You can't wager on Dolphins games legally just yet. Soon, though, you will, and I keep saying soon, but that's all I could tell you right now. It'll be soon. Would you wager on the Dolphins to beat the New England Patriots on Sunday? Still Bill Belichick. The Dolphins are banged up. They got more line problems. Isaiah Wynn started all seven games so far this year. We saw him go out in Philadelphia. Yesterday, he got placed on the IR, so he's going to be out at minimum four weeks. That means more time of juggling the offensive line, finding new spots for guys and rotating, and rotating an offensive line, finding spots where guys haven't been in before, That's never good. 
The thing about offensive line play, more so than any position on the field, coordinating movements. That's what football is all about. You got to work as a team. The offensive line, it's one of those spots where you've got to have a group of guys who gel together. They need to know where the other guy is going to be. They need to know how to work together. That teamwork on the O-line is very, very important. So without the left tackle, Teron Armstead, without the left guard, Isaiah Wynn, I'd say that's a big problem on the left side of the Dolphins line. And I can assure you Bill Belichick is well aware of the Dolphins' issues, where to pick them apart. Bill Belichick knows the Dolphins might be a little shorthanded on that O-line. He will have it in his game plan. It's just part of how he's going to attack them. And this laundry list of injuries for Miami, they're not excuses, but they've got their starting corners missing. At least they did in the Philly game. The left side of the O-line is out. The explosive rookie running back is out. I'd say that's quite a bit. It makes things very difficult when you want to gauge how good a team is. Like, what are the Dolphins going to be? We don't know until they've got everyone healthy. Offensively, that 70-burger against Denver, that was when Devon Achan was breaking out. Teron Armstead was healthy. You have a line right that changes everything, especially for an offense that does so much fun, creative things. If you can't block well, you can't do any of the extra little saucy things that we like to see, and especially what Mike McDaniel, Tua, and the rest of that Dolphins offense wants to do. And I know what all of you want to do. You want to be surrounded by gorgeous. I don't blame you. Well, here's the best way you could do it. Head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club. You will find beautiful ladies who come from all over the world. That is what makes Dean's Gold the ultimate gentleman's club. So many different countries are represented, and you will see that the minute you walk in the doors to Dean's Gold. And you could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. You want to go to Dean's Gold to watch a game? You could do that too, and I promise you will be entertained during every commercial break. You want to watch the football game there tomorrow night? You'll have your own halftime show. Heck, the basketball game tonight. If you're not going to go to downtown Miami, go to North Miami Beach where you will find Dean's Gold. And you know what? There's an end of the first quarter, end to the second quarter for halftime entertainment, end to the third, and the end of the game where you will be entertained. Dean's Gold, the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Enjoy yourself and surround yourself with beautiful ladies from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, Dean's 
gold. What would you do if somebody tried to pull you over and they were wearing a Rob Gronkowski jersey or any football jersey? Talking about pull you over on the road. Got an interesting conversation coming up with Lieutenant Camacho of the Florida Highway Patrol that you do not want to miss. I've given you a lot of long segments, so this has got to be a short one. I know, though, you would love to have a long vacation, wouldn't you? You could start planning your retirement early. You might think there's no way I could do it. There is a way. Contact Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth will get you on the way to what you want to accomplish in life. Your goal, retiring early, that's a perfect goal, and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. They're located locally in Palm Beach. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com, or call them at 561-390-1000. Trajan Wealth will design a plan based around your goals Don't wait any longer. Get a hold of Trajan Wealth today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, I got a lot to go over with you. First thing I need to bring up, though, tonight, it's opening night for the Miami Heat, downtown Miami. Anytime I'm on the 836 to 395 and I'm going to Joe Stone Crab and there's a heat game going on, you got all these people, Lieutenant, who want to merge at the last second to get off at that exit. They're causing a bigger backup. Uh, Are you guys going to be doing anything about that or you're just like, hey, let everyone get to the game and have fun? You know, Andy, it's a, it is a problem, and a lot of the reason is uh, some of the infrastructure there is just was you know it's just so old, and there's a lot of construction going on in that area. We're actually they're redoing the uh, interchange between I ninety five and eight thirty six. So uh, apart from the traffic of everybody trying to get to the arena or trying to get to Joe's, like you said, now we got to factor in the uh, the construction, which is changing every night. So. But, uh, yeah, we'll have a presence out there if needed. If, uh, if things get too backed up, we'll do what we can to try to man the lights down below to get the exits opened up, you know, whatever we can. But it's uh, typically on a day-to-day basis, but opening night, it, it could be a possibility. That creates some road rage, though, doesn't it? Because you got people who are waiting, and none of us like to wait. But, Lieutenant, you got people waiting in a line for two, three, four minutes, and then somebody at the last second wants to cut in, yeah. and then you get – I mean, road rage, isn't that kind of how those things start? That's exactly how it starts. But I'll tell you how it can be uh, prevented is if you don't try to make time on the road, right? Everybody's, you know, it's very fast paced. Everything's rush, rush, rush. And I always say don't try to make up time on the road by either speeding or cutting off another vehicle because it can lead to it can escalate so quickly. Right. So just, you know, that's why I always say leave the house with time. Just just you know, try try to relax out there. If somebody cuts you off, listen, it doesn't matter because you're not you're not rushing. You know, you have plenty of time to get to your destination. That would be ideal, man. Right? And and that's what we try to put out, Andy. But you know, it's just doesn't always work out that way. So, Lieutenant, here's a couple stories that sort of tie in together because we talked about this three or four weeks ago. There was a woman you guys arrested. She was driving pretty much a lookalike Florida Highway Patrol car. 
Um, there was somebody in Tampa just a couple of days ago, Lieutenant, who wound up getting arrested for impersonating a cop. This guy, though, was wearing a Buccaneers Rob Gronkowski jersey. Um, can like, can you? I guess you can because he got charged. But can you be impersonating a cop if you're wearing a Gronk jersey? Well, I think well, no, not not if you're just like kind of walking down the street, right? But if you're in a and the call we got was that it was a, a red pickup truck utilizing flashing red and blue lights, you know, actively trying to pull cars over. He was actually pulling up to the cars next to them and kind, kind of like aggressively signaling with his hand for the people uh, uh, to pull over. And so we got the call. We, we stationed our, our, our cars and sure enough, he drove right by us and we stopped him and uh, that the, um, you know, we conducted a probable cause search of the truck and, and, and sure enough, it had the uh, red and blue lights and, and, and there was enough, um, the, we, you know, elements of the crime to, to, to charge him for impersonating an officer. But typically, no, if you're just wearing a, you know, regular clothing, no, you're not going to get caught for that. But if you're utilizing those red and blue lights, which, by the way, per Florida statute, uh, to, to kind of decrease uh, vulnerability for motorists out there for this exact thing, you know, uh, uh, citizens are, are, you know, it's illegal to, to use blue lights uh, at all. You cannot use blue lights in any vehicle uh, that's strictly reserved for law enforcement. If somebody, though, is, I guess, in front of a car with red and blue lights or just blue lights, and the person driving that car is wearing a football jersey, what's the best thing the person should do? Well, yeah, there's two things here. This is a regular pickup truck. It was like a GMC pickup truck with no kind of markings on it that said police. Number two, he's wearing a jersey, like you said. But he's got a, a big red and a big blue uh, light on his dashboard, and he's got them on. And he's So people, what they should do is, uh, you know, if they feel that there's a potential for, like, like they did just here, they contacted law enforcement right away. We stationed our trooper cars, and we stopped them. So if you ever feel like, uh, you're potentially being victimized and trying to get stopped by a police impersonator. Then you call 911 and you tell them where you are. You give them the description of the vehicle that's behind you and you tell them, I think this may be a police impersonator and I don't feel comfortable pulling over until I can see a marked police unit here. And we will send, whether it's the local municipal police or whether it's the highway patrol, like it was in this case, we'll send somebody out. And get that vehicle stopped and verify, or you know, get that uh, uh, to make sure that it is in fact a police vehicle, or in this case, it's a police impersonator. Lieutenant, I know you can't enter the the guy's mind in this case, but in in other cases in the past, if somebody did pull over, if that driver didn't call you guys and did pull over, what do you like? What do you think, or what do you know from most police impersonators? What is their goal? Are they going to bring out like a fake ticket book and? tell you to appear in their court or something it could be so many things andy but i can tell you it's never a good intention right it could be just to feel uh you know put yourself in an authoritative position or just have this false sense of uh, empowerment or or try to take advantage of somebody out there that uh, might be respectful towards law enforcement uh who knows what what the mindset could be but i can assure you it's never with good intention that that's 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 a fact you guys at the Florida Highway Patrol, though, and I know this guy wasn't driving a, a trooper's car or even a lookalike one that says some security company on the side. But right. you guys, when you're on duty, uh, just to be clear, 
the Florida Highway Patrol is not allowed to wear like a Tyreek Hill jersey or their favorite football player, even on Sundays. <laughs> because this happened on a Sunday, so. I can't say all. We do have a Bureau of Criminal Investigations and Intelligence that they do. They, they are troopers that are in plain clothing. We also have troopers that are assigned to task forces uh, with the DEA, with other local, uh, maybe FBI, and they do utilize plain clothing. But I will guarantee you, if they're ever trying to make contact with you, they will have their credentials out, whether it's a badge. Typically, it's a badge and an ID right behind it and makes it very clear that even though I'm in plain clothing, here's my credentials, here's my badge, here's my ID. Uh, and we'll typically not be alone. There'll be other officers around. But, uh, yeah, they, there might be some guys walking around in a, in, a, in a Hill jersey. Just you know. But yeah, I wonder what uh, jersey they would pick. Would it be a throwback? <laughs> you know? so it's a good many, question. So many different options. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, one more thing I want to bring up. This involved, um, it looked like a young woman. Uh, she was arrested third or fourth time for a DUI, going 120 miles per hour in, I believe, a 50-mile-per-hour zone. Uh, what can you tell me about that? I believe this was in the St. Petersburg area, if I'm not mistaken. And I saw the dash cam video, and it's pretty um, it's pretty shocking. The trooper himself, he's doing about 55 or 60, and this car just literally blows his doors off. Uh, he, he's able to get a speed reading of 120 and is able to make the, uh, the traffic stop further up ahead and determines immediately that the woman was uh, intoxicated and uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good dash cam uh, video of it out there. Um, she's, uh, she's not sure why she's, you know, he's trying to conduct a, uh, a DUI investigation. She's kind of yelling at him. And she's, uh, once she gets inside of the car that she's inside of the, the prisoner partition, there's a camera in there as well. And it gets her saying some pretty outrageous stuff, but uh, good job by the trooper for removing that. And that was her, I think, third uh dui on record this this last she one she used got. her fingernails i i read too so that i guess if you use your fingernails on a trooper or any law enforcement officer that is that's a no-no that's another charge well we, we, yeah that's that's battery she actually she actually caused a, a laceration on his arm she made him you know she made him bleed uh and and so absolutely that that's that's uh resisting that that falls under resisting with violence and 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 battery on a, on a law enforcement officer. If you're being placed under arrest and you kind of fight to the point where you're you cut me open and you're making me bleed, now I have an open wound here. I mean, yeah, that definitely justifies those 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 charges for for that. Well, one more thing, Lieutenant. I know every state has their their own laws. Things are are different, but we just saw a couple days ago a New Orleans Saints wide receiver, their star wide receiver, Chris Olave. He got pulled over for allegedly going 70 in a 35, and he got arrested. He looked compliant. He wasn't yelling or nothing. Uh, the cop arrested him. He said, hey, I play for the Saints, and the cop said, and? If you guys pull somebody over going 70 in a 35, what leniency do you have, if any? Well, what we have is discretion, and um – I'll tell you, if he's doing 70 and a 35, typically a 35 is per, you know, kind of on the slower end of the speed limits. It, I don't know the details, Andy. Right. I don't know if it, if it but was. just in general. If, it, if it's just uh, 35 miles over the speed limit, then no. I would say no, you cannot arrest for that in Florida. No, uh, not at all. But what, what we can arrest for is what's called reckless driving, right, where you have a 
uh, where there's a uh, negligence, right, mm-hmm. or there's a disregard for the safety of others. That's where it's an, it becomes an arrestable offense. And I'm not sure, again, the details, but I would say if it was in, a, let's say, a residential area and there was maybe some children uh, uh, playing outside or something and he could have been doing 35 over, then maybe that could have met the elements to charging right. with reckless. Yeah. I don't know. But, but typically, no. Just for going 35 over, I would say... No, we don't arrest for it, that. Is there, because I know you guys have mandatory, I guess, what is it, mandatory court? Mandatory court appearances, but that's still an infraction, and that's just based on how fast you're going. That's for 30 over. It just it, it's, it's an infraction, but it's just with a mandatory uh, court appearance, meaning you can't try to uh, just pay for it or, or, any, or go to traffic school for it. You have to go to court. So when it comes to speeding, it's not like DUI, where if you catch someone driving over the, driving under the influence – uh, it's mandatory. You you have to arrest them. There's no such speed. I mean, I know Lieutenant one would be logical if you're going like 120 over, uh, but there's no like mandated speed where Lieutenant you have to arrest that person at least in Florida. No, what makes it what makes it mandated is if it's if it becomes reckless. So I'll give you one last example. Sure. You could be doing let's say uh, you know 120 in a 60 mile an hour zone. But if it's you know four a.m. and there's no other vehicles on the roadway, then then it's not reckless. It's just you know sixty over, let's say. And again, I you, very rarely would you would you arrest for that. It's just what makes it reckless. That's where the intention is, and that's where the charge comes in. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just so weird because I mean he was being, I mean you're speeding, you're speeding, but you always say, Lieutenant, to the audience, how you act towards law enforcement. I mean it means something, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, respect. Right. I mean, forget about law enforcement. Just let's respect each other as human beings, and that will just make it so, so, such a better encounter well, for, for, that, for both that sides. That officer should be banned from Saints games as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Camacho, I appreciate the information. Um, if you do stop any Dolphins player going uh, double the speed limit, let's just take it a little easy. You know, Give them a warning. Don't do this again. Use your speed on the field. <laughs> I'll use my discretion. You got it. Thank you. Take care, (laughs) Lieutenant. Thanks, Andy. All right, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. I just thought that was ridiculous with the Saints receiver, Chris Olave. I saw the the body cam, and it's like, (sighs) come on, really? And it wasn't during the day with kids outside. It was at night. I'm not making an excuse saying you should. It's like it's okay to go 70 into 35, but you got to. Put the guy in handcuffs and bring him to jail? All right. You know what? The hour is up. My time for today on this Wednesday is up. I'm off tomorrow, uh, but we'll do it again on Friday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.